This is Fred Stoller. You may know me from Seinfeld, Dumb and Dumber, Get Off the Phone, Everybody Loves Raymond, and the original OG Thrill Seeker. You know what I did? I'm going to rent a movie. I'm not going to rewind it. That's why I love this podcast. You are listening to Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Oh, yeah. I used to just uh, return videos and not rewind them. Screw that late fee. Yeah. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mike. How you doing, Mike? Uh, not too bad. And yourself? Good. Uh, I'm doing pretty good here. We've had a good week. I uh, We were off last week. I'm dealing with uh, an infection in my index finger and my ring finger. I smashed my finger on a weight, and, uh, yeah, it hasn't been great, but I'm, I'm about... Story. <laughs> I'm about halfway through the uh, the course of antibiotics, and now it doesn't hurt anymore. It's just still a little swollen. But my, my index finger, uh, I don't know how graphic people want me to get on here, but my index finger uh, pussed up a little bit, and now I've got like a giant hole in my uh, my finger. Oh, that's not good. No, it's, it's very fun. But I'm... You uh, just have like a permanent hole in your finger. Right. I'm all I'm all bandaged up now. Like a staph infection? I mean, to to make. I mean, are you saying it's literally a hole in your finger? It's like there's a like. So it was underneath the nail, and it's um, it's like uh, not like a well, like a perfect hole in my finger, but like between the nail and the skin, there's definitely a fissure. So I think that's where the infection was or whatever. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, it's well, messed up. <laughs> but I, I took my time off and I spent it wisely. I decided that it was high time to get my children into uh, Magic the Gathering. Oh, wow. Do you have like an old box of cards somewhere? I wish, Mike. I wish so much. My my wife, who also played Magic the Gathering, probably a little bit later than we did, actually, um, has some cards. But man, I I've been I've been going on eBay and and some different places, and I put some orders in. Uh, you know I you know how how much I used to like fall the Fallen Empires uh, series, and man, they're expensive as hell, and I'm. Yeah, I'm so pissed like that. I didn't I don't know what I did with my cards. I don't know where they are. They they got left at a house, you know, somewhere or something. I had so many of them, as you know, but like like, for, for instance, Nevin Ural's disc. Uh, I'm sure you remember that one. Um, of course, it's like five, it's like five dollars, which isn't a big deal. But then I had Ursa's power plant from the Antiquities Antiquity series. And it's a $90 card. That's like, yeah, oh. but I'm sure that's like in perfect condition. You know, people always like, oh, I had this and this and this. Right. But I mean, it was probably beat to shit already, you know? Oh, yeah. We played with them for sure. I mean, we had like some of the plastic things for a couple cards, but I don't think, I don't think, I, I mean, I, I don't know what my most rare card would have been. Yeah. Maybe Force of Nature. That was like, I think it was discontinued. Or I had a Rock Hydra as well, which I think were also discontinued. Oh, I remember the Rock Hydra. Oh, that was such a yeah. good card. 
Yeah, but I, I really don't. Uh, I, I have no idea what happened to mine. Like, uh, I, I, I legitimately just don't know. And it's funny because, like, it's there's always that kind of thing. Like, with like a baseball cards too. You know, I, I still have. I actually just saw it today. My, I have a a baseball signed by the recently uh, deceased Tank Aaron. But I mean, it's not like back then who had like a you know a certificate of authenticity and all that shit. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like yeah, it's probably him. Yeah, I mean, I, I know it's him because he signed it right in front of me. But I mean, you know, and, and the balls, like you know, as you know. Uh, it's uh, sometimes balls get all dusty and dirty, you know, just oh, by just hanging around. Yeah, that's right. That's why you need a manscape. Exactly. But they're not <laughs> sponsoring us. So fuck them. <laughs> Although they did send me a free cord because I lost my cord. Mm-hmm. And so they should be a free replacement cord. And then I lost it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, just so you know, Rock Hydra is $61.63. Okay, that's not too bad. No. You didn't have any, like, beta or alpha cards, did you? No, I think the series I um, came in with was Revised, which I think is right after one of those, or maybe maybe the Ice Age had just come out, I think. So it was kind of, like, between those two. It was, like, 93 or 94 I got into it, which (laughs) I feel is (coughs) relatively early. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. But like that kind of stuff, just eventually, it just it's either like it just gets boring, or it's like a, a race to see who has the much the most the much the most money to buy a specific car that you need, and it's it's like not really like chess, but I mean a, a, to a certain degree, where you know there's certain like methods to do things, and you know it's like a, it's like a diminishing returns as far as fun goes. Yeah, well, I f- I figured that, like I said, I thought that this would be something that my kids would be interested in uh, doing just like another game kind of for us to play. Um, So I just, I looked around and I was having some nostalgia about, uh, not that I played a ton or anything, but like I was just having some nostalgia about it. And I, so I ordered some, I ordered a few different things. Like I ordered a, uh, a sealed uh, fourth edition uh, starter deck and I ordered a a box of basically just like random cards for like 20 bucks or something like that. Like a a box of like random, like 400 cards um, and there were some decent cards in there too. Um, and then my, like I said, my wife has some, and then, uh, I ordered, what else? There was one more thing that I ordered. Oh, um, yeah, I ordered now, this is a little crazy, I think, but I spent a uh, hundred dollars on a, um, a box of fallen empire, uh, uh, cards, like, uh, like a sealed factory box. So I think it's got like, I don't know, like 20 packs in it or something like that. So I don't think that's much of a difference than if you had bought one new back like when we played. Yeah, well, the thing, too, is I looked up some of the values because I was like, I wonder how much some of these cards were worth. And I didn't I didn't have, besides that Urza's one, and like you said, that's like perfect condition, I didn't have any that were super uh, rare or anything like that. Like the What uh, about a Hurlwood Minotaur? Oh, I forgot about that one, too. I think it would suck. Um, no, the one of the ones that's probably the most expensive was uh, Nicole Bolas. Remember, uh, Mister Bolas? Yeah, but I feel that the one we had was when they released it in like a special, like Chronicles or something like that, where it basically like was like a way for people who had just got into the game to uh, to get like older cards. Yeah. So I I don't know that that was as valuable as the original. I'm not sure. I didn't look at it, but you you would know better. No, yeah, you're you're correct. It's uh, I think. It, what it goes for on here is five bucks. The one that we had, the older one ah. is is worth more. But, 
Uh, but you know, I just looked up the Ooh, demonic tutors forty bucks. I had that one. I had a few of those. <laughs> it's like ten cents. <laughs> it's it's a dollar fifty five. Ooh, load up. This uh, a two th- uh, a two three creature. <laughs> I enjoyed that game. I, I, it was it was fun, but like I mean, maybe now I like to play it for a little bit. I think I think my friend Matzel has decks uh, because he's kind of a pack rat. Mm-hmm. And I believe we've played a few years ago, but I tried to get my my kids. I thought they were going to get into Pokemon because um you know there's you know Pokemon's everywhere, right? And so we even went like oh my my youngest is like oh let's play Pokemon. So we went and bought cart cards and like booster packs and like she sorted through like a uh, a deck of like five hundred common cards for like I swear like thirty minutes you know to pick out the ones she wanted, mm-hmm. and then we never played one time. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. I mean, there are other. Did you play? There are a few other card games out there. One I liked a lot was called Rage. It was based off this role playing game called Werewolf the Apocalypse. Oh, okay. It was kind of neat because you paid like a a pack of werewolves, and like they would go out like the hunting grounds, and you'd have to like flip them into their werewolf form, and like they had like really cool like combat cards. (laughs) The one I really liked was called Entrail Rend. This is a picture of someone pulling someone's entrails out of their stomach. Oh my god! (laughs) And it did so much damage. Like I think I did it once, and I was so happy with it. Yeah, I never got into any of the other ones. My my wife liked that. I think she liked the that werewolf thing. She liked there was uh No Yu Gi Oh, I think was a popular one. Yeah, I never played that either. Maybe is, I don't know. What's that what's the role playing game that's um uh it's got like vampires and stuff in it. It's um Oh, uh Vampire the Eternal Struggle, I think was the uh, the card game. It was based off Vampire the Masquerade. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I think that's the role playing game that she that was her favorite. She played. You know, she played several different ones, but I think that was her favorite one. And that one was okay too, but it was kind of funny because, like the the very first edition, and I doubt it's worth anything, and I, I'm sure I don't have any of these cards. It was actually called Jihad. Oh my god! <laughs> because in, in in the game Vampire of the Masquerade, like the war between like you know the uh, the different generations of vampires, they referred to as a Jihad, which obviously uh, probably wasn't wisely advised in the first place, and it right. certainly didn't age well. Right. Exactly. Oh my goodness! At least they—I mean, to their credit—they did pull it like quite a bit before, like nine eleven. So where it was really like you know out in the public. So well, it's just like that's one of those things. Like, how did it even like how is it even published in the first place? What I think is funny is the term ISIS has was used by two different two different like entertainment things. So there was the Shazam ISIS Hour. Uh, which was uh like two cartoons I think in in the seventies I want to say, but it okay. was it well, was I mean to their credit that was nowhere near you know they oh, weren't even close right yeah it was yeah it was Shazam and I think there was a Marvel hero called Isis or something like that and that was the the other thing I it stood for something and then the show Archer uh shortly before nine eleven uh. Or, you know, shortly before, well, actually, I guess probably after 9-11, but before ISIS was a thing, they uh, their spy organization was called ISIS. Yeah, it's not the same thing over there, uh, Rudy Giuliani. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's like an Egyptian goddess, I think. And there was even a gas station around here called ISIS, you know, yep. like, you know, I don't know how long it had been that before then, but I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's... Well, it was the Taliban before that. It was Taliban gas station <laughs> yeah, <before>. yeah. <laughs> Before that, it was called Uday and Cousies. Exactly. Cousies. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I mispronounced the name of one of Saddam Hussein's sons. It was Rape Room uh, Gas Station. 
<laughs> oh they just had goodness. the worst luck with the names. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, speaking of names, uh, somebody... This is probably a lame joke, but somebody, but I was proud of myself because I thought of this on the spot. Somebody was talking to me about some article about Post Malone, who who I'm vaguely aware of. But I said, uh, Post Malone, isn't that just everything that Ted Danson did after Cheers? Nice. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. That's a great joke if you're over 40. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You kids in the audience won't. uh, Explain it to the kids, (laughs) Mike. Cheers. Cheers. There's a um uh I think I mentioned this before the show uh, I think you should leave it's like uh, the Tim guy from the Detroiters yeah yeah it's really weird it's like uh it's like I think each episode is 16 minutes weird and like there's like about three or four sketches on there mm-hmm. uh, but one of them and I'm I'm kind of vaguely aware of this guy I know he's in the movie um Us and I think he was like I think there's a show Tim and Eric's like Awesome Hour or something I don't know what it's called okay. But the guy Tim Heidecker, he plays like a character on there that's uh, <laughs> that's like this kind of old, like uh, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. like an older like hipster type guy. Yeah. And so they're playing. Uh, <laughs> I th- th- this is nowhere near as funny as actually watching it. They're playing charades, and so ha- so he's just seated in all these like references, like uh, jazz musicians and stuff like that. <laughs> so so when he pulls one of the, the things in his name, he goes, "Oh, uh, he was on the Colgate Comedy Hour." And they're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> He goes, okay, pass it. He pulls up the next thing. He goes, uh, this probably isn't going to help, but he was also in the Colgate Comedy Hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny how, like, uh, it's just, like, so bewildered. Yeah, that's definitely, um, that's definitely my type of humor. Yes. The Colgate Comedy Hour. That must have been Roy Donk. <laughs> oh, you saw it. Nice. <laughs> you know, I looked to see if Roy Donk was available as a license, and it is. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Cantor and Jimmy Durante and you know, like uh, Bob Hope, Gordon McRae. They were Paul Buffano. They were all Paul Buffano. Paul Buffano. <laughs> that whole sketch is great. Oh my gosh! Oh. I feel that it's not as uh, consistently good as the Detroiters. I mean, some of them are kind of just okay, but there are some really hilarious uh, sketches on. Uh, I think you should leave the one where uh, they do the viral video of Bozo dubbed over. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one's good. Um, I, I, did you watch anything interesting this week? What did I watch this week? We watched Good Girls. Uh, Are you watching the Falcon Winter uh, guy thing? Oh, I watched the first episode of that. The Falcon and Jasmine guy? Yeah, that's right. What's she been up to? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm going to look it up. Go ahead, the winter guy. Yeah, I saw the first episode. I haven't seen the second episode yet. I, this is one, like I said before, that I'm not super looking forward to. So when I was uh, working out in the basement uh, with my wife, we watched the first episode over the roar of the um, the bike and the uh, Over the roar of You're the Best Around by Joe Esposito. Right. But it was, it was, it was okay. I mean, there were things that were fine about it but i like my wife turned me after the first like 10 minutes of the show and it was all just like on a plane punching and fighting and and stuff like that and him flying around she's like yeah this is the stuff that i don't really care about and i'm like i don't either she goes we might as well have not watched it because nothing's happened but were there quips not really because he was mostly alone there was a guy though that he had a guy on the ground 
working with him, the the Falcon, right? And he's flying around, and he's trying to defeat this guy that keeps skydiving from one helicopter to another, well, like a plane to a helicopter and all this stuff. And at one point, the guy on the ground goes, oh, no, he's outnumbered. And I'm like, he's only, he's one guy. Isn't he always outnumbered? When it, He's one person. Like, it was the dumbest dialogue I've ever heard. I'm like, that makes no sense. And then at the end, Kurt Russell's son is the new Captain America. Kurt Russell's son? Yeah. The one from uh, 22 Jump Street? Mm, I don't know. I've never seen it. You mean his in-real-life son? Yeah, his real-life son. Isn't Kurt Russell, like, Star-Lord's dad or something in the movies? Yes, that's correct. Does he have an eye patch? Like Snake Plissken? No, he's wearing yes. he's wearing a Captain America uh, outfit because he's the new Captain America. No, no, I meant uh, I meant Kurt Russell. Well, Kurt Russell's not in it. His son's in it. No, I'm saying, isn't he in the Marvel universe though? Oh yes, yeah. No, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't wear an eye patch. What's, I wonder if the character's going to meet up. Well, he's dead now. And then fuck. He was ego the living planet, and he got killed. What? Kurt Russell was a planet? Yeah, it's weird. He was a planet that was alive. Oh, fuck. But could also this take... is stupid. <laughs> You're a grown man watching a, a movie where fucking Kurt Russell's a planet. I, lo- I love that that's your line. <laughs> Did the planet have like a mouth that opened? It's like, hey guys, it's me, Kurt Russell. <laughs> I was a computer that wore t- tennis shoes. No, it's... Or sneakers? It's not like that. Know. He projects himself as Kurt Russell, so it's just Kurt Russell walking around on the planet. Well, who wouldn't? Which... I mean, would you? Wouldn't you project yourself as Kurt Russell if you had the option? At one point, he projects himself as David Hasselhoff. <laughs> oh Lord! Baywatch Nights. <laughs> right, exactly. Wyatt Russell—that's his name. I don't know if you ever saw the episode. I think that's him. Yeah. I, I don't know if you ever saw the episode of. Um, black mirror where he's like uh i'm in england and i need money and this video game place is wants to have testers and i'm in a spooky mansion and filled with all my fears but maybe i'm not my dad's a fucking planet <laughs> well I, I think it was called play test i believe he was wyatt russell was the the guy in that episode yeah this is the guy from uh 22 jump street nice yeah, I he's, I would see it, but I haven't league. seen I haven't seen one through twenty one jump streets. Right, right. I guess this guy was on uh, Arrested Development too. Was he? What did he do on Arrested Development? He played someone named Oakwood on an episode called Colony Collapse. Oh, two thousand thirteen. Oh yeah, that the terrible fourth season. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, didn't the lady from uh that show die? The mom. Oh, did she? Rest in peace. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. Yes. Uh, I know George. Lucille, maybe? Uh, Jessica, Lucille was her name. Yeah, Jessica Walter was her name in real life. Oh, she did. She, oh, recently. Oh, no. The day after George yeah, Siegel. George Siegel. And George Siegel, isn't he the guy from um, Dr. Strangelove? Mm, is he in Dr. Strangelove? He might be. Um, He was in uh, Just Shoot Me. Yeah, I knew about that. Um, <laughs> I forgot that Sector Strangelove has that weird title, or how I learned to stop playing oh, Love the Bomb. I think you're thinking of George C. Scott. 
I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. From here, from, from, uh, yeah, area. George E. Scott. I believe he went to, I can't remember. He went to a local high school though. Lincoln high school with Eminem. Maybe. I think he went to like, uh, he went to like cast tech or something. I don't know. Uh, did, uh, does Slim Pickens have like some kind of fucking blackmail on, <laughs> on uh, Stanley Kubrick? He must have. Why the hell would he be in that movie? He's like so weird in that movie. Slim Pickens. Major King Kong. What well, he rides, you know, he rides a bomb like a cowboy. Yeah, but that's just so weird. He died in 1983. He did? Yep. Was it radiation from riding on the bomb? No, I think it was a ju- bomb just hit him, I think. Did he die or did he turn into a planet? <laughs> you, know, you know what's going to blow your fucking mind here? That your dad has turned into a planet? No. Oh. Okay, this is a new game, and by game I mean it's a question. What's the last year in your, without looking it up, what's the last year do you think Jasmine Guy acted in a movie or TV show? Oh, God. Um, 1997. 2017-18. Uh, she was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Live Action Short Film in 2018, and I guess she was on the uh, the Vampire Diaries. Oh, well, my wife would know about that then, not me. Oh. She likes the Vampire Diaries. Oh, I thought you meant she was like a huge Jasmine Guy fan. <laughs> 2017. Come on, is she, she, is she on the, on, be honest, on the Wikipedia thing, does it say known for anything other than Whitley? Oh, wow. She's actually has a recurring role on uh, Grey's Anatomy, too. Oh, my God. That's another one that my wife watches. Guy is known for her role as Dina in the 1988 film School Days and as Whitley Gilbert Wayne on the... Oh, yeah. She, she married Dwayne Wayne. Spoiler. Yeah. And then he went to play for the uh, the Heat. That's right. <laughs> Damn, she won six consecutive NAACP Image Awards from 1990 through 1995. Oh, she deserves it. Yeah. You don't see Tom Hanks with, it, with even a single NAACP Image Award. Fuck no, that racist. He's yeah, go, pro- go, go talk to a fucking volleyball for three hours. Tom yeah, Hanks. QAnon thinks you're uh, a pedophile, too, anyway. And you're, you're uh, you know, listen to some of your son's rap uh, videotapes. I think, the la- I think the last thing I saw her in was an episode of Lois and Clark. Oh, I didn't really care for that show. I liked, uh, what's her name? Terry Hatcher. Yeah, I, 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 I do like Terry Hatcher, um, but I don't know that I uh, you know would watch that just this year. Yeah, it was, well, you know, Grey's Anatomy. If I wanted to see Terry Hatcher, I'd look in Bob Ross fucking locker. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Oh my god. But yeah, Jessica Walter. So George Siegel died on my mother-in-law's birthday and then the next day Jessica Walter died on my son's birthday. Jeez. Terrible. I can only assume they're to blame. At least they were very old. Yeah. I mean, he was like 87, I think. Oh, you know who else died recently? Who? Uh, and I think she was 104. Do you want to see if you can guess? Oh, 104. Olivia de Havilland. I don't know who that is, but no. Okay. Olivia Hussey. 
I'll give the initials. The initials. Olivia are B- Munn. <laughs> no. The, Wait, the initials are BC. BC. Uh, Betty Crocker. No. Uh, Barbara Cook. No, I'll give you one more guess. Um, Don't fucking blow it. <laughs> uh, BC, huh? 105? Fuck. What year? 104. 104, okay. So she was born in like the 20s. A crossfire hurricane? Um, actually, before the 20s, fuck. Um, 1917 or 18, depending on her birthday. Whoops, I gave a clue away. It's a female. But, I mean, obviously, 104, a guy would be dead way before then. Yeah, absolutely. Would have been nagged to death before then. She was, okay, I don't know if this makes any sense. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. she was born in 1916 in Oregon. In Oregon? In the yes. Oregon Territory? <laughs> Probably the territory at that point. Um, uh, Barbara Kingsolver spelled with a C. No, it's uh, Beverly Cleary. Oh, Beverly Cleary. I, I had no idea that Beverly Cleary was that old. Yeah, I knew she was pretty old. I didn't know if she was that old. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I heard a lot of her books when I was younger. How about you? Uh, uh, Beezus and Ramona. I remember that one. And Ramona the Pest. And, uh, I heard a lot of her, like, young adult ones. Like, I think, I think, let me think. I, I think, uh, yeah, Ramona's hers, obviously. I read Dear Mr. Henshaw. Um, I think she did like the Blubber book, and I believe I read. I did read that. Yeah, I I remember uh, the Mouse and the Motorcycle. I think was one when I was like real young. Yeah, yeah, that's one of hers too. Um, I'm trying to think what else. That... There's a book. I can't remember what it's called. Like, uh, it's about this like kid who would like uh like his family became rich because his dad invented like a uh, a thing where he could like have a, a battery like on a lamp that was you know in the middle of a room because you know it was the 70s and that was novel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Hmm. I think it was called. Oh, what the hell was that one called? Maybe that's not her. I thought it was, but it was like this kid was like pounding off. But like it was like some re- weird, like archaic, like term for pounding off. So I'm like, what the fuck is this kid even doing? I don't understand what's happening. And then eventually, go. <laughs> oh, he's clearly, you know, just an inference from the other clues. He's just like, you know, pounding off constantly. Oh my god. He's looking at his neighbor, like uh, his neighbor's sister. Hmm. Nice. I don't think she wrote Blubber either. Who the hell wrote Blubber? Judy Bloom? Yes, that's who I'm thinking of. Judy Bloom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Lord, is she okay? <laughs> Let me look it up. You know what? You know what else? Uh, Beverly Cleary wrote was um, "How can I tell if I'm really in love?" <laughs> <laughs> wow, she's yeah, al- Judy Bloom's Judy Bloom. Oh, damn, Judy Bloom's still alive too. Eighty-three. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, she was like the hardcore uh, version of Bever- what the fuck, Beverly Cleary Ramona. Get, get the fuck out of here. That's not. That's not. I, yeah, I read. I probably you. read more Judy Bloom tales of yeah, fourth yeah, that's grade. What nothing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super fudge. Yeah. What the fuck? Who did? The, oh, so Ramona and uh, that's weird. So Ramona and Fudge are not in the same by the same author. No. I always thought they were. Nope. Hmm, it's fucked up. Didn't um, yeah, Blub Judy Bloom wrote Blubber. I guess. Yeah. So it's then again, maybe I won't. Is I think what it's called. Oh okay. I've never heard of it. Never heard of that one. Yeah, it's in like his friend, like Steve. Yeah, it's 1971. That makes sense. Why I didn't understand what the fuck they were talking about. <laughs> 
Tony Miglioni is the the protagonist's name. Guess guess what ethnicity? Mm, I'm gonna guess Spanish. No. <laughs> Wait, I forgot. About, I, I forgot about this book. This kid keeps like passing out, and then his friend, the friend with the hot sister. No, no, the friend, the, the, the friend uh, with the hot sister, like is like stealing a golf. Yeah, probably would pass out if he beat off too much. I don't mm. know. Yeah. Man, I kind of want to know. I want to look at the book to see what term they use because it was like really weird. Like I don't remember what it was. Flogging the bishop? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Though, uh, uh, sadly, that was uh, a little too uh, accurate for comfort. Yeah, absolutely. Ugh. You remember that old uh, joke where the uh, the priest is giving confessional, and then he says to his uh, his assistant, he was like, "Hey, um, you know, I need to go to the bathroom real quick. You uh, you go ahead and give confessional." And he's like, oh, "He's all nervous and." This woman comes up and she's like, well, you know, I've had, uh, you know, I've sinned because I've, I've had fellatio and everything. And that's a sin to the Catholics for some reason. And the guy's like, oh, you know, I, I don't know what to do. So he, he excuses himself for a second and looks at one of the altar boys. And he's like, hey, what does the uh, priest give for uh, for oral sex? And uh, the altar boy goes, M&M's. Oh, Lord. Oh, Catholic priests. How dare you? If only people had known for years. Yeah, well, they were, you know, the hypocrisy. That's what gets me. Right. That's well, the- yeah, I forgot that this kid was always having wet dreams, too. Oh, I do. I remember that book now, too. Was that in Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing? Uh, no. Mm, okay. I don't think you have wet dreams when you're in fourth grade. Oh, that's true. So whatever book you're talking about, I I think I did remember. I think I did read that because that was like the first time I'd ever heard of that. Yeah, I, I didn't know what wet dreams of it either. Did you have a lot of wet dreams when you were a kid? Uh, no, I mean, probably had like maybe five my entire life. I don't think I've ever had one. Oh, you're missing out. I must have started masturbating too soon. Yeah, I don't know. Because that's what it comes from. It comes from, like, if you, you know, if, if you have, if you don't. I think it's if you have a buildup. Like, yeah. if you don't get the poison out, it, like, just bubbles over. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. At least that's what modern science would tell us. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I uh, I don't think I've ever had one in my life. No, it's a shame. And I'm now. going to keep as long of an awkward silence as possible. <laughs> Oh, uh, anyway. So, speaking of uh, adolescent masturbation, <laughs> I did watch um, Good Girls. <laughs> you watched what? No, I'm trying to think what else I watched. Uh, good. The, it's a show called Good Girls with uh, Christina Hendricks. Seth, I'll leave with a giant uh, yes. talent. That's correct. <laughs> Who's married to, or was married to the Super Troopers guy? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're divorced now, I guess. He couldn't satisfy her sexually, so. She's like, you weren't even in Super Troopers 2 and slapped him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, she's in it. could have gotten him. It takes place in Detroit. So there's a lot of Detroit references. Like one guy says, hey, I heard you. I heard somebody robbed a, a, um, a laundromat in Hazel Park. 
Why don't it's we? It's one get... of the many nice things about reading like Elmore Leonard. Like, there's constant references. Like, they reference like places I've actually been to, and like uh, some Elmore Lim- and by yeah. they I mean Elmore Leonard. Yeah, that's the they, correct? I got a beer uh, yesterday or the day before from uh, it's this company called Griffin Claw. Okay, and it's like uh, Mister Blue Sky, and they actually have one of my favorite quotes from Elmore Leonard, like on the rim of the can, which I didn't realize until I bought it. It's like uh, you know. I can't remember what it was. Essentially, it's like, you know, other places have all these nice things, but, you know, Detroit just has to, you know, rely on character or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's not what it is, but it's, you know, I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In, um, I think it was called Mr. Paradise, one of the books of, of his that I read. Uh, they talk like the, the one guy's on I 75, and he's talking about, uh, I was right by exit 65, which is Clawson. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that's right. Nice. Yes, yeah, so I was like, I, I, I was like, man, Elmore Leonard, you, you're, you're the king. But yeah, I, I like Elmore Leonard books a lot. Yeah. Um. So, did you watch anything else of note? Uh I don't think so. Not. I'm trying to think what else. I know we watched stuff for Retro Late Fee. I watched Fargo, which holds up. Fargo doesn't see. I think the accents, maybe now it wouldn't be, but uh, at the time, definitely, the accent is way too much. It it can, it can at times be a little bit too much, but... I'm not trying to be funny here, but I wouldn't... If they offered a service that like had accentless, or at least you know close enough to my accent that you know it doesn't bother me, mm-hmm. like dialogue dubbed over, like I, I might go for that, especially like some British accents are so fucking difficult for me to understand. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's right, governor. <laughs> that's right, governor. It's like whenever you hear, whenever I hear, uh, what's his name? What's who's the guy from the fucking transporter or whatever? Ted Koppel, <laughs> Jason Satham. Jason that's Satham, it. yeah. It's like uh, he was in. I think he was in like a, that Hobbs and Shaw movie or something like that. And they showed a Mini Cooper, which is like I guess supposed to be a reference to. That remake of the Italian job with Mark Wahlberg, and he's like, Oh, it's just from a job I did in Italy, you got in the don't worry about it. <laughs> you know how he talks. <laughs> I do. And it's like, yeah, okay, we get it. That job didn't even occur in Italy, but okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I saw something with Jason Statham in it this weekend. Yeah. Or part of it. Because you know how I am. This is like, come, I'm done. I'm just kidding. Um, it was it was actually called Parker, which is you know based on the uh, classic. Uh, yes. What is it? Uh, Richard Stark. Richard Starkey. Yeah, it's based off. Uh, I think this was based off the Hunter. No, I don't think that's correct. I can't remember what it's based off of. But the same character that uh, Mel Gibson played in uh, Payback. Yeah. Yeah, they changed his name in Payback for some reason. Yeah, I'm not really sure why. I don't either. Well, honestly, you could probably do a decent series of like you know, or maybe even like a, I don't know, like a series of movies or even TV shows on the Parker character. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was I put it on for background, uh, like kind of like background, and it was okay. Listen to this: it has um, Michael Chiklis from The Shield, who is great, and it has uh, Wendell Pierce from uh, The Wire. He plays Bunk. He's great. The movie is terrible. It's so bad. It's not even like enough to keep me interested as an action movie. Interesting. And Jennifer Lopez is also in it. Oh, okay. Which doesn't bode well. I mean, can you name one good movie she's in? Aside uh, from Julie. Anaconda. 
No, I don't know. Well, she does uh, make uh, Ice Cube look uh, a lot better. That's true. Yeah. Richard Stark, uh, that's, uh, what's his name? <sighs> Donald, Donald Re- Westlake. Donald Westlake, yep. yeah. <clears throat> oh, man, I'm trying to look up this. Uh, then again, maybe I won't book it now. I'm on like, something that has Russian translation. That's not good. Oh, no. <laughs> You're running afoul of Teddy KGB and the, uh, the fucking the Russian Great. mob. Yeah, the Russian mob, I have nothing but good things to say about them. I agree. And also the uh, the Chaldean mob. Russian, and the Russian military apparatus. Right. But the Chaldean mafia, the ones that, that operate around here, are just the best. Oh, heavens. Go, go out gonna, and get I'm that gonna... milk that they sell. Jeez. I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a uh, like a, a local morning radio show uh, trick, and I'm gonna ask you a question off Reddit, but pretend that I uh, came up with it myself. All right, sounds good. That's what that's what all of media answer. is just Reddit now. By the way, basically yes, yes. Some of the openly admitted, others just blatantly steal. Like the the local radio show, um, David Chuck the Freak, frequently just rips shit off Reddit, mm-hmm. like with no you know accreditation or anything like that. Yep. All right, so what can someone learn slash know right now in 10 minutes that will be useful for the rest of their life? Ooh, um, conolingus. You learn that in 10 minutes? <laughs> well, it takes 10 minutes to learn, but a lifetime to master. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think it takes 10 seconds to kind of get the general gist. <laughs> Use your mouth. <laughs> um, what could you learn in 10 minutes? Uh, I don't know if you can I so I don't know if you can fully learn anything in 10 minutes, but um that would change your life. Hmm. I would say I don't know. I mean there there's certain things that I think I don't know if it'd change your life, but there are certain things that I think you could learn to cook in in 10 minutes that would make your life a lot easier. Yeah, one of the top ones is like how to use a knife properly. Oh yeah, for sure. But the number one best comment is horses kick to the rear, not the side. Cattle kick to the side, not the rear. Yeah, that's that's, that's kind of useful for the four times in my life I've been around either. Right. <laughs> and by the way, you don't want to stand behind a cow either anyway. Yeah, I don't think uh, under any circumstance you want to do that. I think you just generally don't want to be around cows. Cows are kind of fucking dumb. Yeah, they are. I'm glad that we. I mean, eat they them. only serve to, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure some, uh, someone somewhere has befriended a cow, but I mean, it's not like you're like befriending a dog. No, to serve man. That's their, that's their uh, that's their purpose. Now, someone was telling me if you want to save the most amount of lives, like animal lives, then don't eat chicken. Because yeah, I agree. It's small. Yeah, well, because you can get you know. Many, many, many pounds of ground beef and steaks and stuff out of one cow. But every time you eat like a chicken breast sandwich or something, that's one chicken. If not more. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely see that because you don't, yeah, you don't get as much out of a chicken. They're, they're definitely smaller. Hmm. I feel we should eat more rabbit in this country. Yeah, I know. I often think about just like going back to like being vegetarian or vegan. Oh yeah. Well, it's because like the the whole process, like you know, of the factory farming is my big objection. Like if mm-hmm. I hunted meat and ate it myself, that's I have no issue with that at all. Right. 
Yeah, me. Because like you kind of like almost like it's. I mean, because I mean, I don't feel that meat really adds a lot, like beneficial wise, aside from like maybe vitamin B to you. Yeah, and iron, I guess. I mean, even fish. I mean, you know, it's like I mean, you can find that from other you know more efficient and in a lot of ways less expensive sources. Yeah, I guess. Is and that Junior? Where are you? Is is that why is that why people are pescatarian because they don't like the factory farming, but they're okay with the fish, the fishing. Some of the fish is wild caught, and I I don't know. I think my 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 oldest daughter is actually pescatarian. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. I think it's because she just I, I I I'm not really sure. I'd have to ask her exactly why. But I I put it this way, you know, fish fuck fish. What what do fish do? Right. Fish are fish are like not almost. I understand this is part of the problem, but I can easily dehumanize fish because, I mean, fish, uh, all they do is just eat uh, smaller things. You know, they don't really, you know, it's not like they're like, you know, they don't seem to have much in the way of, like, general intelligence, I guess. No, they don't have a personality. Yeah, that that, that, that sounds fucked up, but it's it's kind of true. I, um, somebody made made a great... It's like birds, too. Birds are no not much better than fish. You yeah. know, apparently, uh ravens like at three years older or a newborn raven or something like that is more intelligent than like a ape like oh, a gorilla nice there i really i'm really fascinated by them very intelligent. but i mean like i mean if a bird was bigger than you it would, it would eat you that that says a lot about a creature i mean it's a, i mean cats do the same thing but cats i feel have a lot of personality oh for sure yeah cats are the stars of uh the the animal kingdom they kind of are they're so like fun but uh, yeah, I mean, somebody brought up a great point. They like, they said I do this just to mess with the vegetarians or vegans or whatever. But um, he's like, once, I wish I had that kind of free time. He goes once a year. I go into this thing. I think it was a sketch or whatever. But he's like, um, he takes this uh, this clam or whatever, and he's eating it, and he's and like he's lecturing to them how it's just like eating. Back to your uh, your ten minute lesson, huh? Right. He's he's lecturing them about how uh, uh, it's just like eating a plant because it doesn't have a central nervous system, so it can't feel. It doesn't have a brain, and like he's going through all this stuff and how it's basically just like a plant, um, and that's like how what its life is like, and so it's fine to eat it just like it's fine to eat plants. Um, but I'm I, I've had you know our friend Ben. I've had conversations with him before about it. I'm not necessarily especially interested in becoming a vegan or a vegetarian. But I've often thought if if I didn't like the taste of meat so much that I probably would because you know I don't like I, neither one of us like animals to suffer and stuff like that. And you know neither one of us think that's that's good or or, or anything like that. And I, and I do have a some problems with the. Uh, factory farming stuff like you were talking about. I think it's different if you have a farm of your own and you raise chickens like free yeah, range, yeah, free range on your own and stuff. And you, you know, they're just they're just living their life, and then you know you kill them and and eat them and stuff like. That. I think that's fine to me. Um, but yeah, the factory stuff, I, I'm not as. I think they suffer more there, and I don't like that as much. Even if it wasn't a suffering thing, I mean, the processing is just like. No, basically any processed food, they they try and make as much money as possible out of it. Yeah. So I mean, they take out you know whatever it needs to be taken out to increase profits. They add something cheap like sugar or salt. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yep, I agree with you. Oh, have you? Did you watch anything of interest? Yeah, I watched a show uh, or a movie called Bad Trip on Netflix. Oh, interesting. Are you familiar with this? No. 
Have you ever watched the Eric Andre show? Uh, yeah. All right, so it's an Eric Andre movie. And another question. Have you ever seen the movie Bad Grandpa with uh, Johnny Knoxville? Yes. All right, basically, it's the same premise in the sense that it's like somebody like doing like a, you know, a hidden camera kind of thing mm-hmm. in the background while everyone else is unaware. But it's actually really interesting because um, the acting is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, Eric Andre, Lil Rel, who's a comedian. He has or had his own show. And Tiffany Haddish uh, plays um, Lil Rel's uh, sister. I've never seen her act anything before. She's very good in this. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I'm not as big of a fan of her stand-up comedy or anything, but I do I do like her acting. Yeah, I didn't, I mean, her stand-up, I didn't think it was great, but I mean, her acting in this is very good. It's, it's, she's very funny. Mm. So if you saw Bad Grandpa, Johnny Knoxville's not a bad actor, but I mean, he's not like amazing. Right. Uh, Eric Andre and Lil Rel have both been on like sitcoms for quite some time. Now, they have like the very basic, like, you know, good acting chops. I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't say this is like Oscar worthy, but I mean, they weren't really going for that. Mm. And it's really, it's fascinating because they're doing like this sitcom, like this article, like, uh, okay, there's an article in The Onion, like, you know, a few years ago that says man arrested for doing uh, rom-com type, you know, stunts. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I would not put it past uh, past it if, if they read this article and that was the basis for the movie. So it's basically, it's like they're acting in a romantic comedy and everybody else is just reacting to, the, to their characters. Okay. And it's hilarious. Like the first... Uh, like one of the first kind of stunt slash, you know, prank things is uh, Eric Andre is working at a car wash. And this woman who's like the love of his like life, like, you know, shows up. He's like, oh, no. And like this. And so there's this guy who like whose car he's detailing. It was, yeah, well, you flip that switch on the vacuum and the vacuum just sucks all his clothes off. <laughs> he's just fully nude. Look at this guy's car. Oh, my God. And he goes, oh, he goes, come on, give me your jacket. And, and the, to his credit, the guy gives him his jacket. That's one thing about this movie that's really impressive is, like, whereas, like, a, 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 a Sasha Baron Cohen movie would, like, show everybody acting, like, poorly and having bad behavior. Mm-hmm. This whole movie is, it's not entirely, but there's a lot of people who are just, like, genuinely very nice people. You know, like, a, like this guy just hands him his jacket, like, you know, without question or, you know, anything like that. And he even, like, kind of, like, helps him, like, you know, like, with the girl. He's trying to get her number for him, that kind of stuff. Right. There's a dark part of that, too, because Tiffany Haddish's character, like, like you know, she's escaping from prison, and she's, like, under this bus. Mm-hmm. When she does it, there's, like, this, like, kind of, like, a utility. Not utility. He's, like, painting a wall or something. Where he's, like, he's like run, run. Take your jacket off and run. <laughs> Which, why do you put yourself on film anywhere? I have no idea. That's hilarious. Like, he clearly had to sign a release. I would, because, I mean, what job would hire you? Right. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it, that's, I don't want to get too much into the different stunts and stuff, but... It's hilarious. I mean, it's a. I was very. I, I like Eric Andre, but I was like impressed as to how good. Because you know, you kind of always think like, uh, eh, it's not like with Tom Green. Like when he came out with a movie, like, uh, eh, it's not gonna be good. I I love Freddie Got Fingered. I know that's not the the general consensus. It's like an it's an amazing movie. But yeah, yeah, just like this, it's like it's like a better version of Bad Grandpa. Again, no offense to like the acting abilities of uh, Johnny Knoxville. I think like the bigger cast really helped though. Yeah, yeah. I have to check that out. That sounds very interesting. Even if you don't find it funny, which I think you will find it funny, it's interesting. Which to me, that's like the most impressive thing a movie can be is interesting. Yeah, for sure. Oh well, I think that is it for the week, uh, Mikey. Anything else you want to tell people? Uh no, nothing to think of. All right. Well, we will see you next time. Then bye. See you next time.